This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and today I am absolutely thrilled to have with me my colleague and dear friend, Dr. Pat Ivey. Dr. Pat, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. I am so excited to be able to sit down and chat with you today about this awesome model of mental toughness that you and I and Dr. McGuire developed several years ago. Um, And just allow our listeners to really get your thoughts and insights on the first two tiers that we've been working through. So again, for those of you who might just be joining us, um, Dr. Pat Ivey and I and Dr. Rick McGuire of the University of Missouri several years ago developed a model of mental toughness um, that we, from a scientific standpoint and from a practical applied standpoint, uh, really sat uh, sat down to tackle the question of what is mental toughness and how do we go about building it in our athletes, but also in the cultures that we develop as coaches and leaders. And so we have worked through the first two tiers of motivation and preparation. And so Dr. Ivy's here with us today to just give his thoughts and insights, um, because he has a very unique position right now as um, in his university. I'm going to let you, Pat, why don't you share with us your role well, your title, first of all, and then your role and what that really looks like in the setting that you're in to help our listeners really contextualize just the real critical role that you play in actually having an opportunity to bring this thing to life every single day and everything that you do. Absolutely. My title is Assistant Athletics Director of Athletic Performance, and I oversee all of the strength and conditioning, also the sports nutrition and um, some of the sports psychology with all of our teams. I have a staff of uh, eight people, eight coaches, and we work with all sports. And what we try to do is implement all of, integrate all of these areas and just provide these services for our student athletes. So I have uh, Ryan Jackson on my staff. He's a strength and conditioning coach as well as a registered dietitian. So he oversees all of our sports nutrition. Um, my background in sports psychology, I bring that piece. And we have a lot of really good exercise science, scientists on our staff, uh, and, that, and that's their background. Uh, bringing all of these pieces together allows us to serve our student athletes at a pretty good level, pretty high level. Yeah, that's incredible. And so, you know, what we had the opportunity to really experience and learn from Dr. McGuire at the University of Missouri is something that we refer to as this comprehensive, integrative approach to high performance. And what I loved most about the learning experience there is, again, that it doesn't just apply to the sports space, it applies to the business space, and even more in any domain that you're in, really looking at how do we create a comprehensive, so encompassing everything, right, integrated, so those those functions don't operate in silos, but rather complement and support one another to create an environment of high performance where everything that touches the individual is aligned, consistent, and and has the intention of growing an individually holistically to what? Perform their best. And that's really what it's all about. Absolutely. Uh, Rarely does an issue with an athlete or a challenge that an athlete is having really isolate it. 
is it rarely is it in one uh, siloed area. So what may you may perceive as a uh, perform uh, as a um, they're not scoring enough points or they're not able to perform uh, at a high level throughout the whole uh, duration of competition. Well, sometimes you may say, oh, where well, they're out of shape. Well, are they really out of shape? What if it's their nutrition that uh, and some of their nutritional habits? Or what if it is an issue back at home uh, with the parents and, and the family that they're struggling with emotionally, that they are not eating the way they need to eat to fuel their bodies to perform the way they need to perform to achieve the results that everyone wants. So when you look at it from a comprehensive integrated approach, you look at them as the whole person. You don't just look at what's on the surface. You have to go beneath the surface and and identify what some of those challenges and issues might be. That's awesome. And so I think that tees up, uh, tees us up perfectly then to dive into talking about this model, right? So that you just heard from Pat's perspective on how, you know, we, we can look at athletes holistically, but what we found is this model is so well developed. And I don't say that like in any sort of like arrogant way, but with your experience and coach, coach McGuire's experience and, and mine collectively, right? This thing is so real and raw and applicable that like, if that's the goal that we're after, then this model provides us each of these mental toughness markers each of the blocks in the model allows us to then look at and really you know diagnose for lack of a better word right or, or try to break down and understand where is that athlete struggling or missing at and then how do we go about building that block or that marker of mental toughness in this individual to help them achieve their best consistently so again in tier one we looked at motivation right and we talked about um, having an internal intrinsic approach positive motivation as being the longest lasting, most sustaining type of motivations. Pat, in your world of strength and conditioning, you know, the, the reality of it is historically that those aren't the types of motivations that are leveraged um, in strength and conditioning and particularly in the world of college football where you and I both live. And so please share with us, you know, what are three practical ways that, you know, you have gone about applying these concepts and actually built markers of intrinsic or internal or approach or positive motivation in such a historically uh, extrinsic, external avoidance, even negative motivation environment? Uh, absolutely. So as a strength and conditioning coach, um, you, you always start with a warm up. So everything that you do, you want to make sure your your athletes are properly warmed up for whatever they're going to be doing. If it's game day, if it's practice, if it's weights, you want to make sure that you do the warm up that is applicable to that situation. But you can build into your warm up these motivations. Now, a lot of times uh, and what I've seen is that, yes, it's easier to do the external extrinsic negative. You get immediate results. It happens really fast. But you have to do that every day. You have to do that more every day. If you can find a way to build an internal, intrinsic, positive and approach motivations into your warm up, you, you understand the ability to uh, help your athletes to make good decisions, to show up with a great attitude every day and know that your attitude, how you think it affects your attitude and your attitude affects your performance and your actions. You know that if you if you know what you're doing, you can set your warm up up so that it actually serves uh, you and the team and it feeds itself. It grows. And it's and it's, it's a situation where you're growing leadership and teamwork and team camaraderie and all, all of these positive things that we want on game day. 
Well, we have to build those things into the preparation. If you want your athletes to actually be making good decisions on the spot, in real time, communicating, operating as a great teammate, not afraid to make mistakes, motivated to be their very best, then that needs to be built into the training. And the training always starts with the warm up. So that's one. Uh, two is the workout. So I look at the weight room. What we can do in, in the weight room is we have a progressive system. So when you come into the weight room as a beginner, there are beginning beginner type activities, lower level uh, exercises and training philosophies that we build into those lower levels. And then it builds from there. So there's even a tier system in the weight room. So by the time they graduate or they're a senior, a junior or a senior, that they've gone through different stages of development. And each stage is more uh, it's more um, it, it's it's something that it needs to be built on a really strong foundation. So each you get more explosive. It gets more sports specific, more individual specific as you grow and, and, and matriculate through the program. And then third is the training that we do out on the field. So your conditioning, your agility training, your plyometrics, your speed work, your quickness, building building in autonomy, building in uh, leadership, explaining exactly what you want from the drill and then telling the athletes, this is what we're trying to accomplish. We need your input on the spot in real time, making adjustments with doing it in a respectful manner, communicating with your coach how to get the most out of that drill. So if you're a linebacker and you're, the, you're with the linebackers, what can we do in real time, make adjustments on the spot to make it more specific and exactly what you need to be doing on game day. So when you give the athletes uh, those options and choices to be the, to make the best decisions, to be the very best they can be, they're more engaged, they're more motivated to prepare. And then we start working our way up from the pyramid from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Awesome, Pat. And so without knowing it, right? Well, actually knowing it, this is what you do. You know this, right? For our listeners, what you heard there is, is a theory of motivation called self-determination theory, where it says there's three basic psychological needs, competence, autonomy, and relatedness, right? When an environment supports those three things, guess what happens? It builds intrinsic, internal approach and positive motivation into individuals. Competence, knowing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. By creating those position-specific drills like he just mentioned, that's building a competence in the linebacker to do what he needs to do on the field of play when it matters, right? Autonomy, making choices, giving them the opportunity to make choices on what they do. That grows those four types of motivation that we talked about. You know, I still remember my first year at Missouri when I used to come to your 5 a.m. workouts with the teams, right? And, you know, your goal was, you know, X from a training perspective, but you would always ask the guys, hey, guys, do you want to do this or do you want to do this for our warm up today? Right. Like in your mind, you knew that the game that you offered them to play would achieve the same results as the line by line workout that they could do. Now, obviously, they always chose the game because it was fun. Right. But then those guys were wicked engaged in the warm up because one, they got to choose and two, they think it's just a game. Meanwhile, you and your staff knows it's getting done exactly what you wanted to get done in the first place. But it's also from a psychological standpoint, giving them choice, which builds intrinsic internal approach and positive motivations, right? And then relatedness, that sense of connection to a team, to teammates, to, to vision, to an organization by again, re reiterating the need for respect and communication and, and teamwork on things. 
you're driving those elements of motivation that we talked about. So absolutely awesome examples. The other thing I, I want to note here that I think is important for our listeners to understand is I hear some coaches say like, I mean, yeah, that's great. We just don't have time to do that. Right. But if if you listen to what Pat just said, everything that he mentioned is something that is already happening in the training environment. Right. You're just he's just building this into things that you already do. So. So, again, look at your training schedule, look at what you have going on and ask yourself, where can I implement some of these things into components that already exist, you know, in sport, whether that's meeting rooms or training table or training or, you know, whatever it is that you have going on or in your business setting is if it's meetings, if it's, you know, you know, quarterly, quarterly offsite retreats, like where are things that you already do that you can integrate these components into? Pat, let's jump up to the next tier. This is, you know, real, I mean, uh, an this is what I think sets you apart from all others um, that are sort of in our field is just your vast experience in the strength and conditioning world. Uh, what was it? Strength coach of the year in 2012? Uh, for 2013. The 2013, yeah, 2013, right? Like incredible competence in the world of strength and conditioning, but then layering on your expertise in sports psychology. Talk to us about um, just your general sort of general philosophy of integrating the four domains of preparation that we talked about in this next tier of physical, technical, tactical, and mental. A- absolutely. Um, so you're motivated to prepare, and, and we look at the four different domains. Uh, the physical is the the running, the lifting, the conditioning, uh, all the things that you would associate with a strength and conditioning program, an athletic performance program. Uh, but you also have to look at the technical side. Uh, what we do is uh, from an, from a um, what does each position? Uh, what are the, the demands for each position and how can you build in uh, the training and the preparation for what they're going to be doing? If um, and I work with football directly, but like I said, we work with all athletes, but I'm going to use football as an example. Uh, your quarterbacks. uh Technical preparation is going to be different than your offensive lineman's technical preparation. So how can we, from a movement um, specialist standpoint, how can we train our athletes to do and meet the demands that they're going to be faced with once they enter training camp? Uh, if, if you don't prepare them in the summer to do what they're going to do in training camp as best you can, as close as you can, without putting on pads and a helmet, uh, it, then you're going to have pulls and strains and injuries, and, 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 and that's very unsafe. So it's important to understand exactly the, the techniques that they're going to be doing. So the, the technical, uh, it's, it's important to know that the offensive linemen are going to be kick sliding. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important to know that the, um, the quarterbacks are going to be using their throwing side differently than their non-throwing side. Cause, so how can you balance up those um uh, those inequities or that they have built up uh, and so that they're not more susceptible to injury. Uh, And so you build those things into into the training. And then the tactical is what we call uh, PRPs, player run practices. So during the summer, um, before we reach training camp, we have uh, player ran practices. And those those practices are where we work on the X's and O's. Uh, where the offense runs routes and the defense, they run uh, the different coverages, man or zone. The uh, defensive linemen, they get over on the sleds. The offensive linemen, they work on their kick slides and understanding blitz pickup. They, they, they have to 
have the physical preparation. So they have to be conditioned and strong enough to play their position. They have to be balanced uh, to, to play their position. Some of them are coming off of injury. So we're working on that part of the physical preparation. The technical, they have to know the X's and O's. What uh, the, I'm sorry, the, the technical, they have to know the, the position technique. The tactical, they need to know the X's and O's and fundamentals of their position. And then the mental preparation. Uh, we Down here at Arkansas State, we called it uh, Professor X. We had a superhero theme all summer. So all of our athletes know that when we're teaching the mental skills, it was called Professor X. So that's what they associated with. Uh, and you put all of these things together, you put all of this preparation together, it breeds confidence. That's awesome. And and again, you know, what I hear in you again is just as a coach, as a leader, as whatever it is that you're doing, right, you can't just have a narrow lens of of your expertise, right? You have to be mindful of of how the physical affects the technical, which affects the tactical, which affects the mental, right? And I think that, you know, over the last two years of working with Coach Kelly here at Notre Dame football, that is where I've just seen him be so fluid, right, in his understanding of seeing comprehensive comprehensively the picture that we're looking at and understanding how each of those things align and connect and need to support one another. And I think what that then allows is, is a lot of cross-communication among the strength and conditioning staff, your position coaches, your nutritionist, um, myself and mental performance, um, the head coach, etc. And I just think that that is really important for leaders to understand, again, what are the demands that are going to be asked of your, of your players, right, or of your teammates or your employees? And then how can you make sure that you're preparing them holistically to be able to execute when it matters most, when it's hard, right? Because that's what we're talking about in terms of mental toughness. And as a leader and as a coach, you got to be mindful of those things so that your individuals are fully prepared to be able to execute and deliver in those moments. Like they might not always know all of the things that, that go into preparation or how those all align and connect. But as a leader, it's your job to know those things. And that's what I hear in, in, in just hearing your examples and conversation there, Pat. Awesome. All right. I, oh, I, I sorry, agree go ahead. Totally. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. <laughs> oh, I, I agree with you totally. Two, two of the uh, best leaders I've been around is uh, Gary Pinkle and coach Blake Anderson here at Arkansas state. My third year here uh, last year, he broke the team down and said, where are you? And they all repeated back right here, right now. It was only my third day here. And, and the player, so the players knew the response and the coach had already picked up. So the, that's what the very best coaches do. They learn, they pick things up and they add it to their arsenal and they just make themselves better. Absolutely. Well, hey, on that note, um, again, this season is all about being fast and furious and giving you some awesome information that you can take and run with immediately. But to wrap up here, Pat, just give us, you know, what are your final thoughts or wisdom that you can share with our people on, again, the title of this season, which is Be Mentally Tough? Uh, I, you said it before. It's, this stuff is not for when it's easy. If It's for when it's tough. When it's hard, you pre you prepare them with information. You make sure that they're competent so that they can be confident so that when it does get hard, when the competition does get more more uh, stiff, that they are prepared and they're ready. They can draw on those skills. 
Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, you have been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and our guest, Dr. Pat Ivey. Pat, before I let you go, I know you've been working on a ton of materials over the course of your professional career and also um, are in the process of launching an updated website. So if you can just share with our listeners, what what books have you written? What, what do you have out there content-wise that, that our listeners can get their hands on? So what content do you have? Where can they find it? And then uh, give us your, your new and updated website so we can check it out and stay connected with you. Absolutely. I, I co-authored a book uh, with Josh Stoner called Complete Conditioning for Football. It's a um, book and DVD set combo through Human Kinetics. So you can look up, you can look on Amazon or go through humankinetics.com. Uh, there is a book that uh, I was a part of writing called Winning Kids with Sport. I wrote chapter 16 on the subject of mental toughness. And uh, right now what I'm doing is is uh, creating a website so that I can share things that I've learned, um, things that I may have in my possession uh, with coaches. And I'm doing that through my website called pativy.com. I still have two major revisions to do on the website, so it's it's very new. And um, I'm looking forward to being able to share a lot of information with a lot of coaches and athletes. Awesome. And again, just a reminder that uh, Dr. Ivy and Dr. McGuire and I's DVD on this building a culture of mental toughness, which is sort of an in-depth version of this model that we're working through on the podcast, is now available on championshipproductions.com. So jump over there and and get that and you can see our our pretty little faces talking about this mental toughness model, uh, breaking that down with Dr. McGuire. So thank you all for being here with us today. Again, if there's anything I can do for you, please shoot me an email directly at amber at selkingperformance.com. um, you can find more resources on our website at www. So many W's, www.selkingperformance.com um, and on all the social media sites. So thank you so much for being with us. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.